Welcome to the Real Digital Success Podcast. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. On this podcast, we discuss the things about online entrepreneurship that don't get talked about a lot, but are essential. I'm your host, Rocher, aka the meticulous marketer, the improbable interviewer, and the practical podcaster. Welcome to a new episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. I hope everyone's been doing well. I've been doing well and I've got a treat for you today. Today we're going to talk with Alex Cooper, the founder of WPEagle.com, a website where he basically teaches people about affiliate marketing and WordPress and how you can use them to succeed. So today's interview is going to be in the team of affiliate marketing. Uh, so you can learn a little bit about that. But for those that don't know what affiliate marketing is, I thought I would give this little explanation before we get into it. Affiliate marketing is a form of marketing where uh, basically businesses hire marketers to market their products for them. And with every sale that a marketer brings in, they get a commission. So that means a percentage of the sale. And you can do a lot with that. There are a lot of millionaires that have been created to affiliate marketing, but there have also been a lot of people that have flat out filled. So we're going to take a look at the real side of affiliate marketing, both the good and bad. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that with Alex Cooper. So without further ado, let's get into the show. So, Alex Cooper, welcome to the Real Digital Success Podcast. Uh, I'm actually really excited to have you here because uh, I've been uh, watching your YouTube stuff for a while now. Uh, but for those that don't know what uh, who you are and what WordPress Eagle is, uh, could you explain that to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, hello, everybody. Yeah, my name is Alex. And yeah, WP Eagle is the name of my YouTube channel. And it basically started as a, a channel around WordPress. I did a lot of tutorial videos around you know, installing WordPress and setting up a WordPress website. But then as time passed, it's kind of evolved into a um, affiliate marketing channel. Um, we've still a lot of WordPress um, on there because obviously you, you do need a website if you're gonna go into affiliate marketing and, and WordPress is a great platform to create that website on. And yeah, that's about it. It's, it's full of tutorials. And I also do some case studies where I share my affiliate marketing websites. I show people how I built the site and then all the work that I do on the site. And of course, I share the earnings and the traffic that that site generates. Yeah, that's really also what I loved about your YouTube channel, just seeing uh, the entire journey and everything about that. Uh, and that basically got me glued in uh, and uh, got to know your stuff a little bit. But I was wondering, how did you get into affiliate marketing? Uh, okay, a, a few years ago, well, a good few years ago, I had a um, an agency in London. We used to um, help people with their Google AdWords campaigns and their pay-per-click campaigns. And one of the clients that we had come in for some training, they were a couple of affiliate marketers and they were um, looking to run PPC to kind of improve their, their affiliate marketing uh, websites. And that kind of really opened my eyes to it because they shared how much they were earning and and it was kind of making money while you were sleeping kind of thing. And it really sparked my interest. And I kind of thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to, uh, rather than sell my time, I, I want to uh, create something like an affiliate marketing website 
that generates money even if I'm not working on it. So I tried a few different things. I bought a affiliate marketing website on Flipper, which is the website, a bit like eBay, where you can buy and sell websites. And it was a little site. It was making a little bit of money. It was in the registry cleaner niche or niche, um, which didn't actually sit too well with me because I had quite a strong IT background and I knew that registry cleaners weren't really that useful. (laughs) They were a bit (laughs) of a scam, really. Um, But, you know, nevertheless, it was working and it made a a few few sales. And I ultimately then sold that on again. I didn't make any profit on it. I just learned a lot from that. And I set up a website which was all around WordPress themes, which kind of, again, pushed me more into doing WordPress stuff. And it was called 101 Best WordPress Themes. And what I would do is create content, um, basically kind of list content, where, for example, I'd have a post on the best WordPress themes if you want to set up a, a band website or a website for your band, or the best WordPress themes for photographers, and then just basically list out a whole load of WordPress themes that were premium themes so people had to buy them uh, with affiliate links and that went pretty well and um, I kept the site for quite a while I invested some money in some SEO services off the uh, the warrior forum I think that's still going which is a kind of internet marketing forum yeah and I paid for this one guy to do some SEO stuff he wasn't very open on what he did so I guess it was kind of black hat PBN kind of stuff but anyway he ended up getting the site ranking really well it was coming up the top of page one for terms like WordPress themes. So quite short um, phrases. And it started, you know, doing a couple of thousand a month. And I was like, wow, in terms of money, it's really working. But then there was a Google update, uh, which came along and that kind of ruined the rankings. And they'd obviously figured out what was going on and, and penalized the site. And also I got a letter from automatic, the people that make WordPress saying, yeah, you can't use WordPress in a domain name. It's a trademark. So you need to take that down. So, (laughs) so that was the end of that site. But then, you know, I was, I picked myself up again and I thought, wow, I I can see that it works. You can do it. And um, affiliate marketing is a real thing. And I also wanted to do YouTube at the time. So kind of, or I may have already started YouTube at that point, but then I kind of tried to think about how I could integrate affiliate marketing into my videos. And that's kind of where the tutorial videos came from because if you're going to set up a WordPress site, there are a few things you need, like hosting and a domain name and maybe the odd plugin or theme. And of course, all those things um, you can become an affiliate for. So it kind of sat quite nicely. And that's where the core of my affiliate income comes from now is um, from the products and services that I recommend within my videos. Yeah, it's a really interesting journey, especially yeah. since it started uh, at the PPC thing and then all the way to where you are now. Uh, But that makes me kind of curious because I see a lot of your content and I was always wondering, like, where do you see uh, WP Eagle going in the future? It's a good question. It's a question I probably need to think about a little bit myself. Um, I really just want to grow the channel. I've built a, a, well, I think it's a good community. They they always seem to be really friendly and uh, help each other out. And I do a live stream every week and we all hang out and chat and they're a great bunch of people. So I just really want to, make it a little bit bigger. I want want to reach more people um, and I want to produce more content. I don't really have an end game for it um, in terms of uh, where I see in the future. I just want to do more. I think I probably want to change a little bit in terms of how I make the content and maybe mm. up my game on that and um, maybe do some try some different types of content because at the moment it's very, let's say, tutorial driven or 
just basically an update on where I am with my site. So I want to kind of do some new things, but yeah, I just want to grow it. My, my big goal is that I want to get it to a hundred thousand subscribers. Um, as I say, back in the day, I, I really wanted to be a YouTuber. I wasn't quite sure in terms of what I was going to make videos yeah. about, but I really wanted to, to you know, be a proper YouTuber. And I think when you get to that hundred thousand mark, you get the plaque from YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And I think <laughs> I've always had that as my goal. I want to get that plaque on the wall. So nice. we're about to hit 50,000. So I'm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> it's good to hear. It's really good to hear. The, it's, uh, when I listen to your story, right, about the algorithm, if we go a little bit back about the algorithm change and everything, it, it happens a lot in affiliate marketing. But in your opinion, would you say affiliate marketing is a, a long-term sustainable method, even though we have all those algorithm uh, changes? I think it is. I think affiliate marketing is going to be here um, for a long time. I can't see it going anywhere. I mean, there's always been threats to it. I mean, they want to change the way that cookies work. And a lot yeah. of browsers want to kind of stop cookies and on all that kind of tracking. But... There will be other ways in terms of you know getting paid for your sale and, and tracking conversions and that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, affiliate and tracking and all that stuff is a big part of Google as well, um, especially tracking you know in terms of how they measure the success of an ad that currently uses a cookie. So it's in their interest to keep cookies going. So I think it's fine in terms of algorithm changes. I th as long as you kind of focus on creating a good quality site and delivering value um, to your visitors by you know producing good quality content i think in the long term you'll be fine i think people that maybe want to kind of shortcut it a bit like i did back in the day where i you know paid for maybe you know dodgy seo services or put up you know content that wasn't very good i remember back in the the old days people used to put up content that was spun or put for oh, a, a yeah. spinner so basically taking some content that was already out there putting it through a computer that would then spit out uh, a unique bit of content that didn't quite make sense because it basically just used a thesaurus and switched out all the words so that kind of stuff i don't think that's going to work in the long term but if you create a high quality site which has got good quality content which delivers value to its visitors then i don't think there's any reason why it's not a long-term sustainable method and i think companies like amazon and the other guys i think they'll keep their affiliate program for a, for a good while i mean it, it they must do because it's generating a lot of business yeah. for them and if Amazon get rid of theirs, then we'll move on to the next one. There'll be a, there'll be something else. Yeah, true. You know, it would be crazy to think uh, about Amazon like removing their affiliate pr program, especially since in a lot of ways I feel like affiliate marketing kind of created Amazon. Uh, when you look at how many people were uh, driven to that website in the early days. So I, I agree. I don't see those kinds of merchant websites going away, even though they are like uh, being a little bit dodgy with their percentages and the commission yeah. and everything. <laughs> I mean, they might get to the point where they just kind of think, oh, well, we don't need them because everyone buys from us anyway. But I said there'll be more opportunities. For example, in the, in the WordPress space, in the digital space, um, the guys that want to sell their themes and their plugins, and, and indeed the hosting companies and domain companies, yeah. They depend on affiliates in a big way um, to kind of get their message out there and help people um, find their products and services. Because when you're buying hosting, it's quite a quite a difficult thing. It's, it's a bit of a minefield. There's so many different companies. There's so many different packages. There's so many different prices. So a lot of people turn to places like YouTube or blogs to get some advice on, on what they need to get. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, I do have a question because, uh, as you said, you're... Uh website or at least your youtube's already around the 50k 
Yeah. Uh, what kind of uh, methods do you use to promote WP Eagle? Well, I, I try and create videos around what people are looking for. So very similar to the way you do keyword research on Google, you can um, go into YouTube and you can get some ideas in terms of what people are looking for. I've also got a tool called TubeBuddy, which gives me a bit of keyword research as well. Yeah. So I do try and create videos around what people are looking for and I make sure that I name the title um, so that it matches the keywords. I often add things like um, closed captions or um, whatever they're called, subtitles, again, to help Google and YouTube kind of index the video. And yeah, that's about it. Then I try and hope for the best and hope that I get some traffic. And <laughs> occasionally um, it's very difficult to kind of call it, but you know, some videos do get some traction and, and do rank really well and do pull in a load of, of traffic to the channel. I've also done things like collaborations. I find that helps really well. So uh, reaching yeah. out to other YouTubers and um, producing content with them. That's a great way of getting getting some people to come over. And I have run ads in the past. I've run um, Google AdWords, or it's called Google Ads now, mm -hmm. which allows you to advertise on YouTube and allows you to promote your videos. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of works. But I, I feel that sometimes the traffic that's generated from those ads is not always the best quality. So... Oh. Preferably, I'd like to, you know, just rank organically or do some collaborations and get get audience that way, really. Yeah, I think uh, collaborations is something that uh, is really underestimated, especially by a lot of bloggers and affiliate marketers that I know. Uh, because for some strange reason, most affiliate marketers that I know are like real introverts and stuff. So they basically got into it uh, so they don't have to kind of deal with anyone. Don't have to talk to people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so the moment you start talking about collaborations there you can see the expression on their face like yeah we didn't get into that because of that but it is it really is a powerful tool and i just i'm just starting to understand how much you can benefit from like having these win-win collaborations not only on the short term but also on the long term yeah for so sure it's, it's really Maybe it's easier on YouTube because I guess by their nature, YouTubers are generally a little bit more outward going and, you know, up for talking. So, yeah, I've, re I've done a few collaborations. I've put one up just the other week. And um, even with, with people that have got similar channels to, my, to mine, so people that are talking about money on making money online or yeah. talking about WordPress, you know, I, we, we don't I don't think we see each other as competition. We just kind of are all doing similar stuff. And at the yeah. end of the day, someone that watches my videos is probably going to watch their videos as well, because, you know, it's not like making a purchase where you have to decide where you're going to buy it from. You can watch, watch lots of different videos from lots of different people all on a similar subject. So yeah, it works really well. We know that people that watch my videos are probably similar, uh, similar to the people that watch their videos. So there's, there's certainly a good crossover and it's a great way of making content, either doing an interview or I'll produce, you know, a part of one of their videos and it's good fun. And it is, I've made some great friends uh, doing it. Yeah. I also think like uh, what's also uh, cool about approaching people, uh, especially with YouTube collaborations, or at least I think that's why it's maybe a little bit easier because when you see their videos, you kind of see a piece of their personality and what they are kind of like. So it makes it easier to approach them uh, yeah. for collaborations. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, or you can see that maybe you could add something to their channel that they, and, and then they obviously could add something to your channel if you've got slightly different areas of expertise or, you know, just slightly different areas that you're covering. Yeah. 
Uh, I do have a little bit of a question uh, because we've been talking a little bit about uh, your journey and everything. And I wondered, are there like a few uh, uh, significant roadblocks that you encountered uh, aside from <laughs> that with the uh, penalization of your website? Yeah, the penalization of the website was a big one. The trademark uh, thing was an issue as well. There were a couple of roadblocks, but I managed to overcome them. And obviously you learn your lessons from these things in terms of, you know, when you go forward, uh, when you're thinking about registering a domain name, you make sure that you haven't got any trademarks. And and when you're doing any SEO, you, you try and make sure that it's it's all, all in, in terms of Google, it's, it's all okay with them. Um, other roadblocks, I mean, the one thing with affiliate marketing is it's a bit of a slow burn. It's a bit of a long-term mm -hmm. project. Yeah. So... <laughs> That can add stress because, you know, you've still got bills to pay every month and you've still oh, got, yeah. you know, your family to feed and all that kind of stuff. So that can be a bit of a, a thing, especially when you're investing money and investing lots of time into a project and the returns don't always come that quickly. So, you know, you have to overcome that by by doing something else. And I still do consultancy and I still have a couple of clients. I still... Um, support and host a few websites for people so that that definitely helps in that front but yeah i think they're probably the main things that i've had to, to overcome it's, it's nice to hear that <laughs> it always as an affiliate marketer to hear that other people are going through the exact same things because i totally agree with you about uh affiliate marketing being a, a extremely long-term thing even though sometimes i feel like some uh, people that are trying to like uh, get you to buy their courses make it seem like it is something where in within a month you'll be making like four figures or something like that while it isn't exactly that so uh, I always I've I always never, I've never heard of anyone who's been able to do that yeah yeah even the, even the really good guys you know it takes time yeah I feel it's 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 always like that. There are always going to be guys that want to make it a little bit or make it sound better than it actually is. Even though I do uh, think that the passive income uh, is a real thing in affiliate marketing. What, because what are your opinion about passive income in affiliate marketing? Yeah, it's going to be as passive as it can be. I mean, I don't, I think that passive income as a term is something that's banded around a lot, especially by those guys that are selling courses. And passive income is certainly something that makes is the difference between being wealthy and being rich to not, you know, yeah. if you're still selling your time for money, then you're probably not going to get where you want to get to in your life. And also, you know, I just with two kids and, and whatever, I value my time a lot more than I do money. So I think passive income is great for that because you can earn money while you're on holiday or while you're asleep or while you're spending time with your family you can still have that income however it's not an easy income by any stretch of imagination it does still require lots of work it's just that you have as a kind of going back to the last point you put the work in now and then you get paid later whereas obviously when you're, you're selling your time uh, or you're working a job you put the work in and you get paid fairly quickly either at the end of the day or the end of the week or at the end of the month so there's still a lot of work involved, probably even more work, because you have to learn a lot of skills. You have to um, try out a lot of things. Whether it's truly passive, probably not. I don't think there is a uh, anything that is 100% passive. You yeah. know, if you were a landlord and you had a portfolio of properties that you were renting out, that would be passive income. But of yeah. course, you still need to manage those properties. You still need to maintain them. Um, and it's very similar with with websites. 
you know you can create a website you can get some great content up you can promote it it can get traffic and it can start earning your, you some money but you're still going to need to keep an eye on it you're still going to need to maintain it you're still going to need to keep the software up to date there are going to be problems along the way um, your site might go down you might get hacked the content might go out of date um, the products might change you know there's always going to be yeah. things to do and of course you can remove yourself from that as much as possible uh, for example, I have some writers that I use to create content. I have an editor that I use to add the content and kind of look after the sites. I have a technical guy that looks after the servers and all the hosting. Yeah. Um, but those people still need managing as well. You know, I still need to talk to them. I still need to pay them and, and all the rest of it. Um, so whether there's a true passive income, probably not. But there is an income that you can create that, um, as you build it up, will require a lot less of your time than, than many other ways of making money. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the delegating also is like a very important part of it, as you said, with hiring the writers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, even though uh, I've noticed I've always had like a hard time finding like writers that basically know the exact tone of what I want to want to yeah, have. It's hard, it is hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still working on letting that go and that kind of stuff. Uh, did you have those same experiences when you hired those people? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm quite fortunate now that I'm at the position with my YouTube channel where I get people approaching me quite a lot saying, hi, I'm a writer. Can I do some writing for you? Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. And, and then what I do is I say, yeah, that's fine. And I ask them to create a piece of content for one of my sites and, you know, I'll pay them for that. That's fine. They don't have to do it for free, although some of them do. And yeah. And then, if it's what I'm looking for, then I'll get them to do a bit more. Uh, and if not, then we'll part ways. But yeah, you do have to kind of go through and burn through a few writers um, to get what you want and, and to get the quality. And there's been a lot of articles that I've had written that I've not even published. I've had to kind of trash them straight away because they're just they're just no good. Uh, in, in my experience, I have found that um, overseas writers that maybe don't have English as their first language, yeah. generally the articles aren't as of good quality, um, you know, through no fault of their own, you know, if I had to write an article in French or <laughs> in Italian, it, would be, it wouldn't be very good either, even if I knew a bit of French or Italian. But I mean, on the plus side, those guys are a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah. Content they produce. So I, I've got a, a mix of writers. I've got a few that are overseas and I, I kind of know what to expect from them. And I'm quite clear when I brief them in terms of what I want. Uh, and then I've got a writer in the UK who's actually been in a video on my channel quite recently called Karen mm -hmm. who I can literally just kind of give her a keyword and, the, and a topic for an article and she'll come back and it'll be fantastic but oh, she'll be five nice. six seven times more expensive than the other guys so it's a bit of a trade-off with time as well because the guys that are cheaper I'll have to read the article quite carefully I might have to rewrite parts of it so there's a time cost involved so it's getting a balance there between paying for content that's quite expensive and not having to worry about it and just publishing it and then paying for the cheaper content and having to kind of have a bit of an overhead in terms of editing on that yeah i will say but yeah once you get a writer you want to try and hold on to them that's my advice because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of writers out there but finding the right one for your projects and for your tone and and that's delivering the quality that you want is quite hard so when you find them make sure you look after them yeah, because I was uh, also talking about this uh, a little bit with a previous guest of me, uh, uh, Amira from uh, selfguru.com. Do you know her? I don't know. Sounds yeah, interesting. She, yeah, she uh, uh, she basically, uh, we were talking about the same thing, about uh, basically creating systems and creating teams. And 
uh, we kind of felt like there's a little bit of a void there uh, for uh, uh, knowing how to do that exactly. Because we uh, always get learned, for example, for affiliate marketing and blogging, how to do that on our own. But there aren't really that much products there about uh, delegating uh, to people, finding writers, uh, the whole management part of just creating a website. So I, I, always, I always find it interesting that, uh, to talk about a little bit about that uh, with people that are making websites like these and uh, kind of pick their brain a little bit about it. Well, that's giving me a few ideas for some content. Maybe I need to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would <laughs> I totally advise everybody that comes on the show to do that. Because the more content uh, about that is out there, I think uh, the more people are going to benefit from that and the more good content there is going to be on the internet. Yeah, uh, you're right. There isn't much detail. A lot of people say, yeah, well, you just go on people per hour and you just find some writers. It's like, okay, you know, how? What? How do I know if they're good and how do I brief them and how do I vet them and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so, yeah there's definitely, there needs to be a bit more information out there on um, building up a team and, and, I, and it's not only writers. As I said, you need other people. I've found a great guy who looks after my servers and my websites. And I found that invaluable once you get a suite of or a portfolio of, of websites up, just to have someone that I can quickly drop a message and say, oh, this website's not right, or there's something wrong with this yeah. one, or uh, and, and he'll just deal with it. Yeah, because I remember like, because uh, have you, have you, you probably have read the four hour work week from Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he always he also talks about like the virtual assistants and that kind of stuff. But I noticed because uh, I got the book like very late, so he would he would recommend all these VAs and stuff. But most of those VAs don't exist anymore. So you're like, ah, I was there just a little bit too late. So I'm sure you better find a VA. There's loads. I'm yeah. I'm always coming across VAs, and I mean they they're perfect in terms of looking after your um your websites and and you I think you can get to the point where you don't even have to worry about like reading articles and stuff. Um, you can literally just come up with the content that you want, and and then the rest is just taken care of by your team. Someone writes it, it goes across to the VA, they edit it, they publish it. You don't even have to look at it. Yeah, true. I I got a question though. What do you enjoy the most about uh, working? Uh, on WP Eagle? <laughs> um, probably the, the thing that gives me the biggest warm, fluffy feeling inside is some of the comments that I get from my audience. So there'll be people from all around the world, from all sorts of different countries. Uh, my audience is, is, is worldwide. I think like 20% are, are in, a, in America. There's 15% here in the UK. And then the rest are in countries like India and Bangladesh, Pakistan, Vietnam. And all these other countries that I've never visited. Um, but um, so, yeah, I'll get a message from someone in Bangladesh, for example, and they'll say that they followed one of my website tutorials. They created a site. They've been following along some of my other videos and, and they've finally got their first commission or something like that. Or they're starting to get traffic to the site and and they'll say things like, oh, you've changed my life. I can, you know, see <laughs> see things happening. And that just, yeah, it blows my mind. But it also... I think it's probably one of the most enjoyable things when I get messages like that. I have to admit, like uh, when I look at your YouTube uh, channel, it's very inspirational, especially when you, the how much you give out, especially with the example websites and that kind of stuff. Because even, even I get the feeling, so I can imagine like somebody that's just starting out and just seeing you go through all those things. Because uh, for example, I think the last YouTube video I saw 
was basically uh, because I go to them randomly. Was uh, one where you had like a dip in the traffic and you looked at how you uh, yeah. could get back up and that kind of stuff. It's like those kinds of things can really inspire you, especially as the beginning affiliate marketer and stuff. So uh, yeah, well, I try and keep I it real. Like, you mentioned some of these other gurus that. You know, they're always standing in front of a Lamborghini and they've got the swimming pool and all that. And and everything's great. You know, affiliate marketing is, is fantastic. It's easy. It's great. You can be making a million pounds a month. No, no worries. But in reality, it's not quite like that. And sometimes things go down as well as up. And I like to try and say, keep it real and and show not only the successes, but also when things aren't quite working as I'd, I'd like them to. Because at the end of the day, that's real life. And that's going to be happening yeah. to everyone else as well. And I think if people can watch me doing with it, doing it and dealing with it and, and what I'm going to do about it, I think that really, really helps people because especially when things do go into decline a little bit, which has been a lot recently with the pandemic and everything, you know, people can start to, to worry and lose their nerve and maybe give up and say the whole thing's a waste of time. It's all, it's all useless. And, but I think if you can see someone else that's in the same boat, it can give you that confidence to carry on. Hey, Alex, uh, I wanted to thank you for this uh, interview. Uh, I really appreciated that you uh, yeah, took the time to just have this little talk. Enjoyed uh, it. Thank you. Yeah, I, really yeah, I really appreciate just having people on like you that just show what is possible. And uh, for the people uh, out there that are maybe interested in your content, where can they find you? Just head over to, uh, to YouTube, type in WP Eagle. So the WP stands for WordPress and I should be the first one that comes up. Or of course you can check out my website, which is wpeagle.com and there's all the links on there to find everything you need. Good to hear. Then uh, in that case, I'll end the podcast. And uh, as I said, thank you for coming here and uh, hope to see you soon. I'll see you soon. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I hope you liked this week's episode. If you want to hear more from Alex Cooper, you can go to his website, wpeagle.com or visit his YouTube page, WP Eagle, and make sure to subscribe so you can get that YouTube plaque. And uh, yeah, if you want to see some cool resources of him, you can go to my website page uh, for this podcast. There will be a link to it uh, everywhere where you can get a link and click on it uh, with a lot of cool resources. So yeah, that's all I want to say for today. Uh, this is the podcast Allergic to Everything Fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. This was an episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. Peace.